I am happy to bring on a guest that I've wanted for a long time. He played defensive back for the University of Oklahoma, and these days he's a defensive assistant on head coach Brent Venable's first Sooner staff. It's Jeremiah Cradell. Jeremiah, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm really happy to get into your life story and where your career is taking you in sports. I'm going to start with... Uh, co-defensive coordinator Jay Valai saying that you're a future star in the coaching business. He says you're all heart and passion with the humble mentality. He's only known you for a little bit. Why would he say that after knowing you for such a short time? Um, I would just have to say, um, I guess I just come to work every day, try to uh, add just add value to the program, um, find a different way to help out my teammates and and help out. Well, I guess now uh, my players, I guess, um, just try to help out, um, figure out whatever I need to do um, to just elevate the program. And um, I feel like I just do that humbly. Um, I don't look for anything in return. I just just empty myself out every day. So, I mean, I guess, you know, I don't have to really say say much. I guess, you know, people just see my actions and, you know, they take it for what it is. So I believe that's why. How weird is it to change the terminology from my guys or you know, my position group to, to my players? Um, it's still fairly fresh. Um, obviously, like it, I'm, I'm still making that transition. Everything is not like set in stone and I'm not completely 100% like, you know, like where, where like most coaches would be. You know, I'm still young and stuff like that. I'm still learning everything like that. But um, I feel like most of the players just, you know, react to me um, coaching them up and, and, and giving them pointers and stuff like that to just, you know, they, they know the love that I have for them uh, past football. So I think that's why they just know, like, everything that I say is just out of love. And, um, you know, I never tell them anything wrong. So I feel like that's why I always usually get, like, pretty good um, reactions from the players. Um, and then as far as just, you know, like, me, as me like, calling players, you know, my player or whatever like that instead of my teammate, I feel like it just kind of goes hand in hand just because a lot of the guys that are still like seniors and stuff are wearing my class. So, you know, just kind of growing with them and stuff like that. But then now taking that transition is just probably like one of the hardest things. But You've had to switch to a coaching role due to complications with concussions. And you mentioned that you haven't completely closed the chapter on returning to the game as a player again. How have your goals and dreams shifted in the past several months? Um, I would just say that, you know, when everything first happened, um, I definitely went through a, a stage of, you know, always being down and, you know, like always, you know, wanting, wanting something to change and, you know, get back on the field. And I was just, truthfully, if we're going to be honest, it was just a, a, a side of depression. And, and I went through that. Um, I experienced that and um, the really good counsel and guys that were on the staff that really just cared about me as a person really just helped me through that. And, um, you know, when they did that, uh, I had to put it to my head and to my mind that, you know, like all, all the work that you put in to get to, to where you were, it, it wasn't in vain. And it wasn't just for like, you know, getting interceptions on the field. Um, obviously I've done it. I've put in the work, I've put in the blood, sweat and tears and, I've been coached hard, you know, I've, I've went on a learning curve and I've, I've, I feel like I've reached, um, decent, de a, a, a decent part of what college football players all, all face. I mean, the ebbs and flows. And I feel like I, I reached a lot of those, those moments in my career. And, um, 
now I'm turning that from, you know, that stuff was in vain and, and it didn't work out for anything, you know, now I'm just trying to turn it into, you know, it was for a bigger purpose and it was, you know, to be able to counsel a younger guy, a younger player that's trying to, you know, accomplish what I was trying to accomplish. So that's kind of just the, pers the perspective I've taken and switch. So it's a good perspective. When you went through those lows of depression, who were the individuals that helped pull you out and realize that this wasn't all in vain? Um, I mean, it, it was multiple people. I, I mean, I can't just, you know, bro like broad. I, I gotta, I gotta keep it kind of broad because there were so many different people that, you know, throughout just Oklahoma staff and, and you know, friends and families, loved ones that had a hand in, you know, bringing me back up and, you know, encouraging me to, you know, take the next chapter as, you know, something that could be positive. And there were so many different people that, you know, helped me through that. I mean, I can, I can list off a few names, but, you know, it was just a whole group of people just all lifted me up and, and I'm more than thankful for that. And, you know, that they were a pivotal part in me changing my perspective. As for the Oklahoma staff, when they noticed that something might be wrong and you might need some help, what were the first steps they took to get you the assistance you needed? It was just, you know, one-on-one -on -one heart, heartfelt thought, um, conversations. Um, you know, we talked things out, kind of just, again, they, they took the approach that, you know, I'm a, I'm a young man that, they, that they've seen develop, that, they, that they've helped develop, that they've seen, you know, grow. And, you know, they care about me past football. And, I mean, everybody that, that has coached me the past three years took that approach. Um, everybody was really, um, you know, supportive and, and helpful. And, you know, I just, I, I just feel blessed because I had so many people, so many good people that were just in my corner at, at, at the, what it felt like one of the worst times. So You mentioned you're in a period of growth now. What do you want to gain from this defensive assistant role? Well, first, I just want to, I want to, you know, be with all the, the great minds that, you know, I'm around. I want to, you know, pick their brains. I want to be a sponge um, when they're talking inside of the film room or, or saying anything, you know, coaching points wise. You know, I just want to take all the all those um, coaching points in. I just want to, you know, be a sponge that way. Um, I just want to I, I really I, I really like plan on submerging myself in, you know, the defense that Coach Venables, Coach Roof have going on and. And, you know, again, like just I got two ears and one mouth, just just go in there and learn every day um, and, and also take advantage of, you know, the opportunity of being able to be on the field and, and, and coaching guys and, and helping give coaching points and stuff like that. I'll, I'll also utilize that and, you know, try to get any any errors that I may have early on or, you know, just grow on that, grow, go grow better whenever I'm trying to teach somebody something. So I feel like that's what I'm trying to do this year while getting my. From your early impressions, using your two ears to listen, what strikes you as unique about coach Venable's defense? Um, I think just the main thing that's unique to me is just how aggressive everything is. Um, you know, he's, he's really, uh, versatile, I feel like in, in the back end when it comes to different coverages and and um, and different techniques, especially with the corners and stuff, you're gonna have like a variety of things. And I feel like that's just that's huge because um, you know it, it's it's gonna help you know 
uh, go along with, with different players, different skill sets. So, I mean, you may have like a longer corner that may want to play a certain technique or a smaller corner that may want to play this technique. So I feel like that's just good to have that, that av- availability to bounce around kind of. So I feel like that's one of the biggest things. You get to spend a lot of time these days now, I assume, with Caleb Kelly. Um, he also had uh, many injuries in his career, was able to bounce back from a few. Uh, and he talked the other day I, on some radio show about building young men into mature, well-rounded adults. Kind of, I think he's a part of this soul squad that Coach Venables instituted. And I was curious what your role will be in helping grow other younger Sooners? So, yeah, I mean, me and Caleb, uh, this past season, we've gotten so much closer. I mean, we've always been really close because we both come from Cali and, you know, we we, we, we came in here, and, well, I came in here and him and Buki were, were like my big bros and we, you know, they counseled me through a lot of different situations and, you know, we always had fun and we were always like, always laughs, always, you know, just love around us and, um, you know, he ended up getting hurt. I got hurt the same year and you know, I kind of just took counsel from him, but we also learned together. We, 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 we came together and we just figured it out. We kept on putting one foot together. We kept on just, you know, grinding through everything. And then uh, we got super close. And, and I mean, now, I mean, he's flourishing inside of our sole mission, uh, serving our uncommon legacy. And, you know, that's huge, but that's a, that's a great addition to the, to the dynamic of like the, the locker room just because of the fact that, you know, you got like actual guys that have played inside of the same locker room or played inside of the locker room that you want to go to uh, for a player. And, you know, you've got these guys now being able to counsel you and be able to talk to you and, you know, sympathize with you about, you know, anything that you may be going through or, you know, be empathetic about, I mean, whatever the case may be, because they've, they've, they've lived it. Um, and I feel like the biggest thing for me that I like about it is just the, the diversity of the ages like just the, you know, how Caleb is, you know, really, really young in his 20s. But then, you know, you got CeeLo and then you got like all like Josh Norman, like you got all these guys. You got so many different, you know, probably testimonies and, you know, different walks of life, different, you know, trial and errors. And you got these guys to be able to just minister and just pour into these young dudes. I mean, it's going to be a, 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 a fun, like it's going to be pivotal in, in our success this season. So, I mean... I'll probably I'm not going to be on the sole mission, but I mean, how I can add value to that, that sole mission idea. Um, I could just, you know, be encouraging on the field. You know, if a guy, you know, has a bad rep, whatever the case may be, you know, just redial, refocus, um, keep them, you know, you know, keep them humble whenever they have a good play, you know, and, and keep them uplifted whenever they have a bad play and just, you know, try to pour into these guys and give them, give them as much energy as I can. Um, and and help help raise the standard, defend the standard. So, I mean, that's that's probably going to be my biggest uh, input on the on the program. I like what you said there about the disparity in ages on that uh, sole mission, because sometimes it's a lot easier to hear something from someone who's closer to you in age rather than a full grown adult who's you know, maybe a generation or so older than you. So that really is key, and I'm glad that he'll be able to thrive in that role and. and and rub off some of his knowledge on, on the younger players. You mentioned Buki as well, someone who was very active, was um, did a good job while he was here. And when you took over that nickel position, you said you wanted to take it to new heights, and you were a very physical, um, imposing presence as well. Uh, 
as a defensive back. What insight did you gain that you can immediately apply and help elevate this next group of defensive backs? Um, I feel like the biggest thing that I can I can pretty much add to these defensive backs is just like the mindset that you approach any receiver with, the mindset that you approach tackling with, the mindset that you got to approach every day, everyday workouts. You know what I mean? Like going to class. I mean, I feel like the biggest thing is, is, is football is really a lot mental. I feel like the game is really, really mental. And, you know, if you tell yourself you can do something, you can do it. And if you don't, you, like, you really will not be able to. And I feel like that's just the biggest thing, just the mental side. Attacking that, you know, just um, keeping their confidence high, but also understanding and letting them know that, you know, you got to continue to work and 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 grind for for what you get every day. Like you got to go do it again, go do it again, and you got to, you know, stay on that on that on that 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 vibe. You got to stay wanting it every single day. You got to earn it every day. So I feel like that's the biggest thing that I'll, I'll give to them, just the mental side, and then um, I mean on the field, just making sure that you know practice is is what it is it's practice you know you're supposed to see things you haven't seen throughout the week you know what i'm saying you're supposed to have you know the hardest plays during during scout you, you know what i'm saying you're supposed to have you know great receivers like marvin mims uh theo weiss you know all these guys jake stoops you got all these guys to go against every single day in, in practice you know embrace that you know don't shy away from it at all embrace every single every single play that you're going to get going against a great quarterback like dylan I mean, go embrace all that and just, you know, take it forward. It is, you know, lose a rep, shake it up next rep. You know what I mean? Like next rep mentality and just embracing losses as learns and then, you know, approach it with, you know, I'm the best athlete on the field mentality. So I know it's only a very short time into the semester, but how much have you seen from Dylan? Um, I've seen a lot. I've seen I've seen his his, his approach to the game. Um, I, I can definitely say that that he respects the game, and I can tell that he's just a gamer. Like, you know, I I, I don't know if I could put it in these terms, but I mean, he reminds me a little bit, honestly, about a quarterback we had a few years ago. Um, he's a gamer. I mean, he, he wants to win. He he approaches pretty much everything um, with 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 a I'm just gonna attack it mentality. So I mean, I like. What I've seen so far, um, obviously we got to go through spring ball, and I don't want to put too many things, you know, out there. But you know, definitely, I think he's a gamer, and, and he's going to definitely be a game changer. So you got me a little confused because you look at the recent history of Oklahoma quarterbacks, and I know you played with Jalen, who was great, and then Kyler right before him was uh, between those two. <laughs> were you were you going to say Kyler or Jalen? No, I was going to say. I was gonna throw it back to Baker. Honestly, I I, I get that vibe from him. Um, seeing seeing his old tape, like I, 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 that's the vibe I get from him. That's excellent. I'm sure that's what people will love to hear. Um, you know, not setting the bar too high, but uh, given the recent history of quarterbacks at OU, uh, certainly seems uh, encouraging. And you mentioned the, the mental sharpness of the game that, that's required day in and day out, and a lot of athletes talk about that, the mental side of things. But in practice. How difficult is it to stay present and constantly take on those huge challenges and build your confidence and do the hard work? Um, I think it just it, it 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 all depends on the approach that you take with it. If you if you go out to the practice field and you're in your head, you're already thinking, you're already knowing that you know you're going to be process oriented. Um, if you go out on the field and you're already understanding that okay, every rep that I take, I'm going to go full speed, 100. percent I'm just going to get better today. 
you know, I'm going to approach it with the mentality that I'm going to, you know, go out here and, and work on my process, just work on my technique, you know, worry about myself, compete with myself. And, and, and the result of that was just, you know, I'm going to win every time. You know, if I just focus on myself, you know, not, not let anybody get me out of my A game, out of my, out of my zone, you know, just staying locked in and just, you know, doing my thing, you know, um, I feel like that's, that's the, the, one of the main things, you know, not letting things, um, you know, get you out of character, get you, you know, uh, you know, kind of shake here or anything like that. Just stay even kill, you know, take things for what they, what they are, you know, going through practice and, and, and competing in every drill. Um, not, not really focused on, you know, anything but the process. That's it. Process oriented. You mentioned when you stepped away from playing that you had sustained multiple concussions in your career. When was the first time you sustained one? Um, in my entire career? Yes. Um, it would have to go back to my sophomore year of high school. Um, and from there, it kind of just, you know, the, the more that you get, the, the more often you get them. And it just kind of goes from there, honestly. And what was the big hit? What was the circumstance um, this past season when you knew that things were out of sorts? Yeah, so, I mean, got one in fall camp. Um, did my time um, away from the game and everything like that. Got my head back right and everything like that. Then came back in the season um, doing a drill and everything like that head to head contact. And, uh, you know, after that, it was, it was, it was just too many. And so, so these were, I mean, the most recent ones were in practice with Oklahoma. Yes. And over the course of your career, how many did you have? Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to like specify and go too far in depth, honestly. Sure. If that's okay. Yeah. You mentioned a little bit that there was a, a mental struggle in dealing with the news that you may have to step away from some time. How did you cope with the recommendation that even just for a little while that you needed to take some time off? Um, I think that just came from good good family counsel, um, you know, confiding in my, in my loved ones and you know, taking counsel of the staff members that were at OU and, and are at OU and just kind of just letting go and letting God just trust in him and that he'll just, you know, make a way and, and figure it out for me because, you know, I couldn't do it on my own. So you mentioned there's a lot of opportunities for growth in this position. You want to learn, uh, you want to spend some time with some role models of yours on the, on the staff, how much growth, is there for you to go as both a, an individual and as a, a, as a young man? Um, honestly, I would say I've grown a whole lot, um, a lot past my, 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 my age from a lot of the circumstances that I've been put in the past probably like five years. And really throughout my entire life, um, I feel like time and time again, a lot of the same lessons um, have came in my life and, and I've seen them in different areas. I've seen them with my loved ones. I've seen them with myself. I've seen them with, you know, people at, at school, everything like that. So it's like I've seen a lot of different things and 
been put in a lot, whole lot of situations that I've had to respond to. And I feel like through all those issues and, and, and challenges and stuff like that, and overcoming them and, and being where I am today, I think I could definitely say that um, I'm, I'm well over my years. Um, definitely, I'm a sponge right now. Like I'm, I'm learning everything I can um, with football, life, everything like that. But I feel like I definitely could be an asset to a young a young man's life, um, regardless of my age. Which circumstances have molded you and taught you those life lessons that you can apply and pass on? Being being told news that you know something that you've been doing for the past nine, ten years is is now gone. You won't ever touch the football field again. But now, you know, you're 21 years old, almost every accolade that you've had in life, except for your diploma and, and other things like that throughout school. Um, every almost every accolade is, is from football. And now you're faced with a decision. Either you're gonna respond or you're just gonna lay down and just quit. And I feel like for a lot of people, and not saying that a lot of people would quit, but I feel that like a lot of people would would have struggled with this situation a lot longer than I have, and I still am struggling with it. But I feel like I've I've done a good job, and I think I can give myself credit for um, going out, getting the help that um, was recommended, and then you know also putting that into practice, um, approaching everything with a positive mindset, and just you know attacking every day for for others. I'm trying to point at others, you know, um, and then again, like I said earlier, you know, understanding that the work that I put in for my own career and, you know, all the stuff that I sacrificed for that was never in vain. It, it was, it was for a bigger cause and it was for, to help somebody else. So just changing that, having that change of perspective has feel like really helped me get through the entire mental battle that, you know, you go through when you're, um, having to stop sports. So. Did you feel that you were mentally and emotionally prepared to take on a burden like that? Yes, because I know for a fact that anything that God puts inside of my face or anything that, that I, any card that I'm dealt, you know, he's going to help me get through it and he's not going to give me anything that I can't, that I can't handle. So, um, and also my, my story is already written. I'm just, you know, flipping through the pages. So, um, Yes, I, I know for a fact uh, I was able to get through it. You mentioned you're going to finish up your degree very soon, and correct me if I'm wrong, but OU Athletics website says you're studying criminology. How come? Um, I feel like I'm just over the years I've I've been really passionate and growing my passion for um, young minority kids, um, kids that are growing up in um, low income neighborhoods. I feel like um, I really wanted to or have a passion to just, you know, attack those neighborhoods and try to get them better materials for school. Um, you know, things that things of those things of that nature. And then just like be able to talk to those kids and, you know, encourage them and, and give them confidence and you know, tell, tell them a little bit about my story. And um, just kind of be told that, you know, you can be anything that you want in life and, and, and you know, going to school. You know, having having an education is vital and, and it's a great you know way of life. You should you should always like pick that way and you know understand that you know people, a lot of guys, a lot of young kids inside of minority communities and and, and low income communities. And I was and I grew up there. Um, I grew up 
for me, um, I grew up with a lot of voids just from my parents always being gone from, from working. And, you know, my mom had thyroid cancer and she was gone for a really long time. And, you know, she had to, you know, do the, the uh, chemotherapy and everything like that. So, and I mean, just going through all those things at, at a young age, um, it kind of gave me a passion and, and a drive to, you know, figure out and, and try to put my hand in something or, or try to have, um, help, help some, some way, somehow, um, help these help these communities like you know just do better and and and, and elevate and grow and you know get these kids to be successful and and and, and raise great families and, and and break the cycle honestly so but that's what i'm really passionate about now i know your mother is very supportive and of you on social media and how is she doing right now she's doing good um you know she's working she's having she's doing she's just having you know a great time living her life she's living off of like her best life as, as i would say um she, she's having fun she's you know she has a group of friends she you know she started her um when i was playing football mom's group or and stuff like that so it's just you know she's just having fun with it enjoying it and um you know as she should she's just living life she kind of the ringleader to organize the other football moms get them together I believe so. Yes, um, I, I've I've never really um, went inside of the, the the group chat or anything like that, so I, I wouldn't be able to one hundred percent tell you. But I believe so. Yes. <laughs> in your vision of helping kids back home in California, you mentioned the idea of elevating them and letting them know that they can achieve their dreams and what they want to be in life. What were the moments in your childhood? when it registered with you that you could rise to the occasion and do what you put your mind to? That time came for me when I was probably about, I would have to be my eighth grade year or my sophomore year, but I think it was my eighth grade year. Um, I was just, you know, I was just starting out football. I really didn't know the ins and outs. I didn't really know many things like, IQ wise, like I, I didn't really like, I wasn't really um, all the way, you know, in a football mind, I guess. I had just stopped playing baseball and everything like that. So, you know, I just started out with football and everything like that. And, you know, I get out there and, and the thing that I always did that, that made me successful was I was going hard. You know, everything I did was just fast, fast tempo. I was just going hard, you know, not shying away from any contact. And, and, and when I did that, and it was like, really one of my first, like, it was my first season and, and it was really just, like, one of my first couple practices and I was just like, dang, like, I can just come out here and just really do anything I want if I just, you know, go as hard as I can and just give everything. And I had joy, I had joy whenever I went out there and I just gave everything I had, you know, I just, I always had so much energy growing up. I just always wanted to go out there and just, you know, go have fun and, and, and have some type of pride about something. That, uh, I really enjoyed it, so. You seem, from this conversation, like a very joyful, honest person, an earnest person, that the chance for you to pass that on to people back home or whoever you come in touch with is, is very valuable, and I hope you can do that. I'm, I'll be pulling for you on that front. Your former head coach, Lincoln Riley, I remember was very high on you. Uh, when you announced that you were committing to Oklahoma, he was in front of the TV and they had the recording of him pumping his fist going, yeah. And even this past year in, in spring camp, he and Coach Grinch were saying that you were one of the most improved players on that defense. I'm curious, 
did he at all extend an olive branch to you or ask you at all about your interests in coming over to California? Um, no, I mean, we haven't had that talk. Um, we haven't really went into detail or anything like that. We haven't really talked much about that um, or anything like that. I, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, regardless of how everything went and everything like that, I still got love for the man. Um, I respect the man. And, you know, I feel like um, everything for me personally, um, you know, everything that he's told me or, you know, giving me and, um, you know, whether that be advice, I'm just, you know, confidence or just, you know, pushing me to the next level, you know, being I'm in the slot and, and he get he checks a fade to the to the slot receiver just be, just to you know see if he's gonna get me if I'm if I'm if I'm on my P's and Q's. So you know things like that, you know, I, that's why I respect the man. He challenged me and you know um uh, I feel like I always, you know, respect the man and same goes for Coach Grinch, you know. I feel like those those guys were pivotal in my development as a as a as a man. So a lot of respect to those guys. I've gotten that sentiment from a number of former players as well, that they respect the decision, they know it's a business, all that. How often have you kept in touch with him since he left for USC? We, we've, we've, we've talked here and there. Um, really just, you know, checking on you, hey, much love, you know, keep on going, keep grinding, whatever. But, you know, you know those guys, those guys, I feel like everything is really genuine. Um, the past three years was some of the best ball that, you know, I've been around, you know, we learned so much just as the players and, um, you know, we gave, we gave everything for those coaches and that coaching staff. And, and it was because we wanted to, we love those guys. We love the coaching staff. We love, you know, our brothers and, and, you know, it's always good to uh, catch up with that. What are you looking forward to the most this coming year? Honestly, just grinding with the guys learning, um, you know, getting around, again, great football minds, um, trying to pick their brains, just be a sponge and, you know, helping out, helping out wherever I can, you know, just, again, like just adding value um, wherever wherever I can, just in any a- a- avenue, um, helping guys, film, whatever the case may be, just, you know, just adding value to the program, hoping that, you know, we can get to that, to that big boy uh, end of this season. I look forward to it. Jeremiah Cradell, thank you so much for joining the show. I really appreciate you opening up and sharing your story, and I wish you the best of luck this season and beyond as well. You're going to do a great job uh, and inspire a lot of people and and grow so much this year. So thank you again, and um, best wishes to you. Thank you. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed that conversation, please like or subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you use and share it with someone you love. I am on the road right now, and I anticipate having an announcement fairly soon. So for that reason, we may or may not have a podcast on Tuesday. But we look forward to seeing you as soon as possible. Have a good one.